Greetings, people loved by God, and welcome to worship on this, the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. For our friends worshiping online or on the radio, a reminder to go to our website, chapelofthecross.org. You will find the bulletin for this service under Resources tab, and options for giving your offering to the Lord under the Give tab. I have a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship. We are delighted to welcome to Chapel of the Cross this morning the Reverend Raymond Kaija from the Lutheran Church of Uganda and Mike and Jean Miller from Day Three Seeds. Our good friend Pastor Raymond will be preaching the word for us today. And knowing that it is sometimes difficult for us to understand his accent, Pastor Raymond was good enough to print out his sermon, which has been inserted into your bulletin so that we can follow along with full understanding as he preaches. We thank Pastor and Mike and Jean for their presence today. Our Ladies Fellowship Group will gather on Saturday, October 14th, 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. All ladies are invited to attend. And please bring a light brunch item to share and meet downstairs in the Bible study room. There is more information in the Chapel Weekly about this Women's Fellowship opportunity. And the third quarter contribution statements are ready and available for you to pick up. They are alphabetically, they're in alphabetical order by last name in the boxes at the Welcome Center. Please pick up yours before you go home today and thank you for your continued good stewardship here at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to you as we worship together. We stand and share the peace of the Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn.
We begin our service in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Merciful Father, in your abundant love, you redeemed us from our sin and restored us as your own children in Christ. As you have crowned us with love, mercy, keep us in this grace and favor that we may strive to complete the race and receive from your hand the crown of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated.
The Old Testament reading is from the fifth chapter of Isaiah. I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with the choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it and cut out a wine press as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done for my vineyard than I have done for it? When I looked for good grapes, why did it yield only bad? Now I will tell you what I am going to do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge and it will be destroyed. I will break down its wall and it will be trampled. I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated, and briars and thorns will grow there. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are the garden of his delight. And he looks for justice, but saw bloodshed for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. This is the word of the Lord. We read responsively sections of Psalm 80. Restore to us, O God Almighty, make your voice shine upon us, that we may be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt, you drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it, and, took root, and it took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with his branches. It sent out its boughs to the sea. It shoots as far as the river. Why have you broken down its walls so that all that pass by pick its grapes? Boars from the forest ravage it, and the creatures of the field feed on it. Return to us, O God Almighty. Look down from heaven and see. Watch over this vine. The root your right hand has planted, the sun you have raised up for yourself. Your vine is cut down, it is burned with fire, and your rebuke your people perish. Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand, the son of man you have raised up for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you, revive us and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord God, mighty. Make your face shine upon us, that we may be saved. The epistle is from the third chapter of Philippians. If anyone else thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, 
but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to obtain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which Christ has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory, Glory to you, Lord. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. When the harvest approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they replied. He will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. He who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces but he on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and Pharisees heard Jesus' parables, they knew he was talking about them. He looked, they looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because the people held that he was a prophet. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. 
Please be seated as we sing the hymn of the word. mercy and peace from him who was, who is, and who is to come from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you all. Please, you may get seated. Our today's uh, sermon text comes from the Holy Gospel, 
according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter, starting from verse 34 through 46. He who has the Son owns everything. There lived an old man who had only one son. The son studied and graduated from the university, and he started working. His father was happy and glad. But after five years, his son got ill and died. The father was so sad. He mourned for his son for a very long time. During the burial, one of his son's friends brought him a portrait of his son, which he kept next to his bed. The man also got ill and died. It was time to auction his properties. So announcements and adverts ran on radios and TVs for people to come and buy the property of the old man. Wealthy men and women turned up for the auction. The first item to be put out for sale was the portrait of the late man's son. Nobody had interest in it. When they were about to lay it aside, a poor old man raised up his hand and gave it a price of $2. And that was it. When, it was handed, when the old man was handed over the portrait, behind it was a note from the old man that said, he who has the portrait of my son owns everything. He who has the son owns everything. When you have the son, you, are, you have everything. In our gospel text of today, verse 34 to 36, the master planted a vineyard, took very good care of it. He made sure it is protected by building a fence and a tower. Time came when he was leaving and heading out of the country. So he hired his well-established vineyard to the tenants. The master, even though was away, he knew the time of, for harvesting had come. So he sent his servants to the tenants to get the fruit. Who then took the advantage of the, his absence to mistreat his servants? They not only mistreated his servants, but beat them up and killed them. For it is written, they beat one, killed another, and stoned another. The master again sent other servants, this time more in number than the first group. The tenants did the same, the, the same thing killing them all. They went wrongly to own the property. Finally, the master sent his own son, thinking they all respect his son. Hear what the tenants say. 
This is the heir. Let us kill him and have his inheritance. Land ownership is all they need. They, when they killed the servants and did not see the owner showing up, they knew he was dead already. That's why they called the son the heir. They took him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. These men, they were more than ready to take the lives of everyone to own the vineyard. Possession was more to them than the lives of others. Who is this master? The owner of the land is God the Almighty. And the servants are the prophets. And the son is Jesus Christ. It's God himself who has sent his prophets to deliver his message to the people of Israel. But the message was not well received. Some of the prophets were rejected and killed. Jesus Christ laments for Jerusalem in Matthew 23, verse 37, where he says, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophet and stones those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood and her wings, and you are not willing? The Lord went looking for fruits, but found bloodshed and injustice. That's what we read in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 7. Even today, we are so much willing to put to death the innocent lives of the unborn children in exchange for possessions of properties. We are very much willing to do away with God on Sunday like this and be in our own entire life because we are busy making possessions, working so hard so we can own everything. We are more than ready to stab our brothers and sisters on their back so that we can gain possessions and properties. I mean possession and authorities. We are ready to fill our pockets and the bank's account with all the money when the lives of many children, women, and men are dying of hunger. Younger women are ready to do abortion of the unborn children so that they are free to enjoy life. God of mercy continues to watch us do all sinful stuff and in his compassion waits for us to repent for he does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked, rather that we turn from his from these ways and live. We have so many things that obstruct us from God, from serving others, so many worries of possessions, 
time has become everyone's worry. Our jobs and positions have become idols to us. God has given us six days to work, but even the seventh day where he wants to have us, he wants to have time with us for only two hours, we see it as time wasting. We want to be in possession of all the 70 days away from God, all the months, and all the year. In Uganda, you will see families going to church, praising God when they do not even know whether they will have a meal or not. They have nothing in possession but the sun. They will remain trusting that God will provide. They will share the ritual they have with their neighbors. We were hit by drought last year and at the beginning of this year. We lost up to 80% of our crops. But families that we work with, growing up being seeds, would tell us that when one family needed a sauce or stew, they would share the mungo beans, or if they did not have food, one would run to the neighbor and get something to cook for the family. Life is not about possession, but faith in the one who is life and the giver of life. That's Jesus Christ. When we have the Son, we have it all. For he says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. We may have our names on properties or titles of land, but our ownership is only temporary. For everything belongs to God. It is written in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14. Everything belongs to the Lord, your God. The heavens, even the highest heavens, belongs to him. The earth and everything on it belongs to him. Jesus questions his audience in verse 41 and 40, in verse 40 and 41, as we read in our booklets. The response from them is a testament of their own judgment. They say, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their season. In verse 42, the Messiah, this audience acknowledges that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. They say, the Messiah who was rejected, stoned, and killed became the cornerstone of the house where the entire building rests on. Where you and I find rest not only in the temporal time of our bodies, but also the eternal rest of our bodies and souls. Their killing of the sun is the means through which their sins have been forgiven and washed away. 
we see a God of mercy, a God of patience, and a God of love. In verse 43 to 46, this day earlier, in the, in the verse 26 of Matthew, hailed John to be the prophet, and now they hailed Jesus to be the prophet. Even though Jesus is rejected, will be rejected, God continues sending more servants with the message of forgiveness that they may bear fruits, the fruits of faith, the fruit that comes after we receive the promise of forgiveness of our sins in this body and blood of Jesus Christ. The fruit that grows out of the root anchored in the stone that was rejected. Life anchored in the foundation stone, which is the rock, which provided water to the Israelites, now does provide water, does provide us with the living water in the sacrament of holy baptism. May you, brothers and sisters, find peace, love, and joy as you labor in the vineyard of the Lord. May you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, rely on Christ, the cornerstone of our faith, where our hope is built, and not on the possessions or our works. May you lean on God's mercy, the God of compassion, who in his son Jesus, and on Christ's account alone, declares you righteous and forgiven. Today, you receive his body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins and life everlasting in the triune name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all human understandings keep your hearts and mind in true faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Please rise as we confess our true faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, 
who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life for the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Most gracious God, you cause the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and you send rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. Open our eyes that we may see your providence and recognize you as the source of all we have and all we are. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you desire that all people are saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Send out messengers and missionaries to every corner of the earth that people from every tribe, nation, and language would hear the saving mercy of your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask that you would especially bless the ministry of Pastor Raymond Kaija and Hope Seeds for Souls in Uganda, and the ministry of Mike and Jean Miller and Day Three Seeds as they respond to your call to serve, sharing seeds that sprout and grow toward a great harvest for both body and soul. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, help us to be content with how you take care of us. As you have blessed us with bounty, move us to compassion that we may willingly and joyfully share your abundance with those who lack the necessities of life, that they may know your love through us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, you truly require justice, yet you display mercy on sinful humanity by sending your only begotten Son to deliver us from sin. We pray for the nations of the world that true justice may prevail. Yet we also pray that the leaders of nations may govern with mercy as well as justice. Deliver all those who are oppressed by tyranny. Grant peace, we pray, that the gospel may be spread throughout the world without hindrance. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, hear us as we pray for the ill, the infirm, the recovering, and the hospitalized. We especially pray this day for Daniel Herrera, grandson of Keith Wetzel, who is hospitalized with pneumonia, as well as Faith Laster and John Nichols. Lord, if it be your will, bring them to healing, give them endurance and suffering, patience amidst trial and tribulation, and comfort in your promises. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of all comfort, grant your peace to the family and loved ones of Charlotte Techmeyer, who died in the Lord last week Sunday, and the family and loved ones of Dan Thompson, who died in the Lord on Wednesday. We pray for the family of Gloria Utley, who mourns the death of her brother-in-law, Maul James, who died Saturday night. We pray for the family and friends of Gail Dixon, the mother of Kim Hampton, 
the sister-in-law of Connie Scott, who died on October 3rd. And we pray for the family of Zach Chloe, friend of seminarian Adam Rausch, whose parents were murdered this week. Comfort them with the surety of forgive, the forgiveness of sins and the life everlasting for all God's children and give them the peace that surpasses all human understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated as we gather our offerings to the Lord. We rise for the offertory.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Amen. Lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us always to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please rise as you are able. Now may this eating and drinking of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, body and blood, keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage that on the day of his coming, we may together with all your saints celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn. 